Guys, my new book, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital, just hit the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. It's ranking extremely high on Kindle and Audible, and I want to thank you guys for grabbing it. If you haven't bought it yet, here's what James Y. said in an Amazon review on March 8th. He said, literally, a step-by-step blueprint for conquering the world and building your own empire. Five stars. It's a verified purchase. He goes on to say, if you like doing things the hard way, don't read this book. For everyone else who appreciates someone showing you what to do and why it works step-by-step so you can rinse and repeat and accomplish the same results, read this book now in all caps. He then says, pro tip, stock up on highlighters while you're adding this to your Amazon cart, you'll be using them. This book should be required reading for every entrepreneur, startup or founder, business person, and human. Seriously, Nathan is not a kind of class that cuts through all the bull crap, he used a different word, to show you what you need to do and how to do it. If success came with an instruction manual, this book would be it. We'll be stocking up and handing these out as Christmas gifts to all my friends and colleagues. If I could give this book a six-star review, I would. From James, James, thank you. All you that listen to the podcast, thank you so much. SaaS founders are loving the book. Go grab an audible version right now at capitalistbook.com. If you're a parent right now trying to raise entrepreneurs, think about getting them in some kind of competitive sport, teach ambition, teach them, teaches them ambition, lots of things you can tie back together. But anyway, Samir, again, had a lot of success SAP success factors. 2012, uh, a company called Kahuna launched. They then pursued him in 2016. He joined full-time. The company now has 40 full-time folks based in Redwood, California, helping marketplace companies keep buyers and sellers engaged on both sides. Very tricky problem. He's solving it. They've raised 50 million bucks to do it. Currently have about 100 customers that pay anywhere between three grand and 30 grand per month. So their run rate today is somewhere between caught 3 million and 36 million. They're growing between hundred and 200% year over year. Net retention uh, in terms of revenue is over hundred percent also. So healthy expansion revenue based off volume and usage metrics. This is the top entrepreneurs podcast where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. They had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Samir Patel. He joined a company called Kahuna in August of 2016 as its CEO. Before Kahuna, Samir was GM at SAP and SuccessFactors, where he led the team responsible for making SAP a leading provider of collaboration solutions, serving over 35 million subscribers. Samir received a bachelor, bachelor's and master's degrees from Babson College and Boston University. Samir, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it, man. All right. So, so what is Kahuna and what is the business model? Is it SaaS? It's a SaaS company uh, focused on customer engagement for consumer marketplaces. So everybody from, if you're a classified, you're, you're ride-sharing like an Uber uh, or an Airbnb or a DoorDash or a Yelp or an OpenTable. When you bring buyers and sellers together, Kahuna helps you find the right buyers, spin them up, get them onboarded, get them on the on the platform. Same for the sellers. Gives you the analytics to figure out who's your most profitable buyer, where should be doubling down, where should you fix your stuff. 
uh, and helps you grow your marketplace. So give give us an example for Uber. Let's say they onboard a thousand new drivers in New York City next month. That obviously then they're they're the they're selling their services. I'm the buyer as the consumer that wants an Uber trip in New York. How do you work with both sides? So if you're on a, you know, so I'll use Curve. Curve is a customer okay. of ours. They do right taxi apps in New York. They use Kahuna. Uh, the idea here is uh, you spend a ton of money on both sides, which a typical business doesn't have if you're not a marketplace, right? In the marketplace, you've got to sell money to far up sellers and far up buyers. Um, you spend all this money bringing them to your site, getting them engaged. Kahuna picks up the ball right from that point when they land on one of your properties and guides them through step one, step two, and whatever that step is by your definition to say loyal buyer, loyal seller, right? So we'll, we'll get them, we'll nudge them through the registration process. We'll make sure that if your definition is if a drug, if a passenger doesn't take 3.45 rides, they're not a loyal, uh, uh, customer. Kuna will stay on them till we get you to that place, right? Uh, if someone's dormant, they came, they signed up, they used it once, they haven't come back for 30 days. We'll wake those people up. Yep. So. You know, if you're a marketplace right now, you it is supremely expensive for you to go and get people to pay attention to what you're doing and to come to your site. But once that happens, you need somebody to really get your customer acquisition costs covered. You need to drive them through a very, very systematic process to get them to a point where every time they think of taking a ride, they will, you know, they'll use Curb. Every time they think of booking a restaurant, they'll use your service if you're a consumer service. If you want delivery, they'll use you, not somebody else, right? So we wake up every day trying to solve that on both sides. Because if you don't have both sides working, you can spin up buyers and sellers. But if you got, if you got, if I got a lot of buyers in Austin, a lot of drivers in in California, it doesn't make, it doesn't help. So we can help you with those kinds of problems. Yep. That makes good sense, Samir. Walk me. I don't want to go down every customer cohort. I'm sure you have a bunch segmented, but generally speaking, what does a customer pay you per month for this kind of service? Oh, I, I mean, it's, it ranges, right? It's all, a, it's all an activity and a volume base, right? We've got customers who pay us, you know, $3,000 a month. We've got customers who pay us $30,000. Okay. Well, so, I mean, what do you think is more of a fair average, you know, four or five grand a month or 20, 30 grand a month? I mean, it's really hard, right? Like it's, it's, I, I don't think there is one. I think it's just basically depending on the size and the volume of your businesses. If you're in a small country somewhere in the world and you know, you've got a curtailed user base that can never grow over 5 million or 10 million, it's going to be on the smaller end. If you're selling across world domination and you got 12 countries, it's going to, you know, you selling, you spending twenty thirty thousand $30,000 for CRM at that point in time is a drop in the bucket. Yep. All right. Uh, 2016 is when you joined a CEO. Why did you join? Did they pursue you or you pursued them? Uh, no, they found me, um, and I got intrigued pretty quickly. So I will not, you know, I won't, uh, they definitely came to me first, but it didn't take long for me to fall in love with, um, just a core of what this company has built. Um, why'd they come to you though? I mean, was they, were they raising a VC round and they said, you got to bring in a CEO, go find one. No, I think, I think, I think at the point where Kahuna was four years into its life, it was, you know, there'd been assist, there'd been tremendous technology build on the, on the, as far as the company was concerned, the question now was, how do we find someone who can help them figure out a market that we go after that we can actually own, dominate, own the, the thought leadership around, own the technology space around, know exactly how we build stuff. It's kind of what I love to do. Okay. And so, uh, you know, when I walked in and I started going through the interview process, I quickly realized that, you know, I did have a bit of an unfair advantage. Uh, the work that was done before I came up on the technology side was actually unique, was different. Um, you know, the pedigree of Kahuna, uh, the co one of our, our co-founder on the technology side was the co-founder of Sugar CRM. Uh, Samir, how, sorry, real quick. How many co-founders were there? Just one or two? Two. Two. Yeah, okay. Two. Are they both still yeah. with the company active? 
the technology one is. Okay. Uh, they both are active, yes. The technology founder is head of data science in the building. And Adam Archik, who was the other co-founder, he's, uh, he's on the board. So he's oh, great. On the board as well. Okay, very good. And give me a general sense of you know, size today. How many folks are on the team total? We got about a little shy of 40 okay. people. Uh, the team is based in Redwood City. We have we've just opened offices in Asia uh, on the sales and customer success side. And, uh, but we're, we're pretty concentrated at the team, you know, okay. all of engineering right here in Redwood city. In the building. 40 folks. And over the years, you know, 2012 to 2016, they grew, then you've driven more growth between 2016 and today. What are you at now in terms of total customers using the platform? We have, you know, close to a hundred customers using the platform. Our growth mo- mainly so far has been international. Um, Every country on the planet right now is racing to build out their Zillow, their Airbnb, their Uber, their DoorDash. So we're just the, the growth we're seeing outside the U.S. right now is phenomenal. Um, we're starting to see growth in the U.S. as well now. The growth in the U.S. is much more verticalized marketplaces. So, you know, we're not a jobs marketplace, but we do jobs just for the gig economy, for example, or, you know, people who are saying, hey, we're going to try to do uh, like a, a marketplace for doctors, for example. So there's a lot of verticalized ones in the US, but there are massive land grabs happening in every other part of the world. And Kuna has got, you know, leading customers in Asia, leading customers in Latin America. And so we're, we're just systematically uh, uh, building out a pretty wide berth. So over uh, the past 12 months, what, what did you guys grow at? 30%, 100%, 40%? What, you know, where are you at? Private company, but way over 100. So we're growing, you know, we're growing really, really fast. I think our, uh, you know, our, um, as we are investing heavy on the sales and marketing side, we're actually starting to see really good on the ground traction on the go to market side, um, uh, consistently across all the jobs. Are you just using know. revenue to drive this growth or have you guys raised capital to fuel additional growth? Uh, we've raised capital. Kahuna is backed by, uh, Softech, Sequoia Capital and, and, uh, and, uh, Tanaya Capital. Uh, and we've raised close to 15 million. Five zero or one five? Five zero. Five zero. And did you say Timia on the end, the venture debt shop? I'm sorry, say that again. Did you say Timia on the end as one of the investors, the venture debt shop? No, Tanaya. Tanaya. No, Tanaya okay. Cap. Yeah. So that Tanaya 50 was all, that was all was all equity? That's all equity. All equity. Okay, very good. Um, good. And then um, l- let's kind of understand, I want to understand more about kind of how you've driven this growth. So economics and a SaaS company are obviously very, very critical. What is your churn today and how do you manage that? Uh, I mean, I think, you know, it's no different from any SaaS company uh, on the churn side. I mean, I think I think in our case, it's a function of, you know, having to do a lot more due diligence on uh, the viability of the customers we're going after. Remember, we are going after a slew of marketplaces. Some of them are early stage, some of them are mid stage, late stage. And just like, you know, they're all many of them are venture back companies as well, at least at the lower end. Right. So the same venture economics that apply to any other company apply to them as well. So we. you know, we've been fortunate to align ourselves with companies that are right at that point where growth matters. Um, you know, and we're not, we, we have to figure out exactly when we get into those companies well to manage that. Cause the last thing we need is our entire customer base following the usual SaaS economics of, you know, one in 10 will survive, right? We don't, we don't need to be, we, that's something we don't want to be chasing. So have you, have you built though, the, I'm asking this question though specific because I want to understand what expansion revenue looks like. Have you built the model that has allowed you to more than make up for lost revenue with expansion? So your net revenue retention annually is above hundred percent. Yeah. So our, our, our net churn is, is uh, easily becomes over hundred percent just because you, you mean, know, you a, mean your, net, your net retention, not net churn. Right. So, yeah. So if you're, I mean, whichever way you want to go with that, but yes, but the idea being that our internal 
growth within each customer in this business is something that is, you know, because we we grow and we charge based on their usage, right? As they grow, we grow. And it's not a per seat kind of, it's a per, you know, it's, it's, it's events and it's the volume at which they use the, use the product that drives it. So as their businesses go, many of them enter new markets, they take us along with that, right? Much like a lot of marketing automation platforms, you know, have done in the old school world of e-commerce. So we follow some of those same dynamics. Well, can you name some, actually quantify those pricing axes? So Brian Halligan, when he came on with HubSpot, said, you know, hey, we have number of seats, we have number of contacts, we have uh, product upsells as well. Actually try and quantify, when you say volume, what do you mean? Volume is, look, if you're a fast growing business, you're trying to engage more buyers, more sellers more often, Right. Kahuna is that platform that lets you engage more buyers, more sellers as much as you need. As you're growing more, you're going to need to engage with them more. There's more buyers, more sellers. Kahuna charges you based on the usage of the platform. So as your business is growing, you know, we'll come to you and say, look, you know, this is a kind of the estimate based on what you bought, right? Um, uh, it looks like your usage is trending in a different direction. Uh, you know, there's obviously a facility for you to pay for overages, but at some point it's better for you to just consider what your new ARR should be. So you're not paying at an overage rate. It's just sort of a flat budgetable forecastable thing. And customers like that. So, you know, we'll, we will try not to go to them six months later and say, here's a bill, right? We try not. To do that. And how aggressive are you being in terms of acquiring customers? Are you happy with like a 12 month payback or 20 month or six month? Where are you trying to target payback period at? Definitely less than a year. Um, you know, definitely less than a year. I think we've gotten our, our lead gen machines down to a place that we're feeling really, really good about in terms of understanding what are the troughs of customers that fit within, you know, uh, different average ARR values and what is the cost basis to go acquire some of those customers. I think the other thing that, um, is pretty germane and one of the reasons why, you know, this is also part of sort of the decision of figuring out which markets to go after. Um, you know, as you can imagine, there's this land grab I mentioned earlier around marketplaces. The good news is that these are all customers who have to make decisions fast. So whether you're spending $20,000 ARR or $250,000 ARR, it doesn't follow the usual SaaS economics of, well, a $300,000 deal should take nine months to close. Not true. Nobody has nine months in this market. If you're trying to like keep Uber out of your country or Airbnb out of your country, you don't have nine months to make any decision. So the good news is that the market, you know, that the decision cycles move really, really fast compared to, you know, I've done this for HR, I've done this for, for ERP, I've done all sorts of categories. I feel like where, you know, these markets move much faster because nobody has time to sit around. And let's assume kind of a minimum scenario inside of your company. So a minimum, someone, you know, being onboarded is paying you three grand a month. Let's say you spend the full 12 months of CAC, so you spend 36 grand to get them. Where are you typically spending that? Is it heavy on your salespeople or direct spend or travel or what? Um... No, it's it's none. I mean, we've we've done a really good job of being able to sell remotely into accounts that you know don't require us to do a lot of travel. And where we feel like the account sizes are big, we have feet on the street. Um, you know, honestly, I think it's a question of us cleverly balancing our hosting and infrastructure costs. Because remember, a lot of what Kahuna does is real time. Like within four seconds of you. Uh, you know, leaving a breadcrumb somewhere in a mobile app of a customer, Kahuna updates your profile within four seconds or less. That kind of compute power can, you know, is something that we've helped customers figure out where do you need that level of real time and near real time, right? And we help them sort of craft out that cost. So for us, it's just a question of being very clever about having the architecture built in a way where we charge for things that matter and, you know, we don't pass on excessive costs. We, we, we shouldn't be charging a customer for a Ferrari, 
you know, every time they need to go to the grocery store. Yeah. Right. Are those, costs, you can buy Ferrari. are those costs driving your margins down below kind of the average 85% for a SaaS company? No, no, it could, but we've, we've managed the architecture in a way where, um, you know, we, those are, we have a straight line to be able to manage that. But yes, if we gave the Ferrari to everybody, then you just, you know, you're passing on cost to a customer that they're like, well, okay, give it to me for the use cases I need. Yeah. Right? And then when um, looking at kind of future growth and where you see the space going, talk me through last funding round. How recently was that? Uh, we did we did an inside round in Q4. Not really talked about the numbers. But we did an inside round. All the investors came back. Okay. Uh, to do a round for us in Q4. So that, 2017. That's what we did. 2017. Yeah. So are you looking at raising again this year, or you're still investing from that rate that raise? Yeah, we're fine. We're fine. You know, we're we're totally fine this year. We're uh, we're just heads down right now. I mean, as you know, that's a very time consuming process. And, yep. Uh, we started to get it out of the way last year so we can just focus on growth right now. So I assume you're, you're burning cash, obviously putting that investment to work. You're not cash flow positive yet. No, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. We're, we're growing, we're growing big. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. And then look, we can kind of back into minimums here. I have a hunch that you're way bigger than this, but you said earlier, you've got, you know, about a hundred customers. And you also said earlier, minimum monthly price about three grand that puts it about 300 grand per month or over 3 million a year. You know, the high side of that would be 36 million if they're paying 30 grand a month on your high side. Is it fair to say you're somewhere between 3 million and 36 million in ARR? Sure. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. What's the next big revenue target for you guys? It's too much to give away, right? Like, I think we, you know, we are, we're growing in the 100 to 200% growth range. And that's something that I just want to keep consistent through, you know, through the life of the business. Can you break, right? I think can you break 50 million before 2020? Um, yeah, we could, you know, I think we could. I think there's a lot of, there's, there's, if you look at it more as a function of the available TAM out there, um, I don't think there, I don't think, you know, custom market size is going to be our limitation in any way, right? So it becomes inbound factors that we can control, right? I'd rather, you know, this is why we move to market that we feel like there's a lot of headroom above us, right? And it's just a question of how fast can we scale and, and, but we got to keep customers happy through this. Like there's no reason to just then have to start to pull back and do all those nasty things, right? That's so, right. Those kinds of limitations that we have. Very good, Samir. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, what They Don't Teach You at Harvard Business School by Mark McCormick. <laughs> uh, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, I've, uh, I have a lot of respect for, uh, for Mark Benioff. Uh, number three, how many, uh, sorry, what, uh, what's your favorite online tool for building your business? Oh, um, I think my new latest favorite is a tool that we use called Drift. Yep. Drift, David Cancel, good guy. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Seven. And what's your situation, Samir? Married, single, kiddos? Kiddos, married, living in Palo Alto, living the life, loving them. <laughs> do you, are they, how many kids? Are they, I mean, are they young? Are they keeping you up at night? Yeah, they're, they're 12 and 6. Ooh, so they're 12 and 6. Uh, we're big sports family you know, um, competitive squash players. I was one. My son is. That's that's family business. That's, that's fun. And how old are you, Samir? I'm uh, 44. 44. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Um, poof, good question. Um, my 20 year old self. I think it was. Uh, um, I think. <laughs> good question. Um, what do you tell your little ones as they think about you know competition and business and. Yeah, I think I think that is a good question. I think I uh, I had it all under my nose and I wasn't looking at it. I think the the lessons that you can take from athletics and winning in athletics and sports and how transferable they are uh, to the business world. I think I'm spending more time with my son 
making analogies of the things he's learning right now, how it's going to help him and things outside of squash. Guys, there you have it. If you're a parent right now trying to raise entrepreneurs, think about getting them in some kind of competitive sport. Teach ambition, teach them, teaches them ambition. Lots of things you can tie back together. But anyway, Samir, again, had a lot of success SAP success factors. 2012, uh, a company called Kahuna launched. They then pursued him in 2016. He joined full-time. The company now is 40 full-time folks based in Redwood, California, helping marketplace companies keep buyers and sellers engaged on both sides. Very tricky problem. He's solving it. They've raised 50 million bucks to do it. Currently, have about 100 customers that pay anywhere between three grand and 30 grand per month. So their run rate today is somewhere between caught 3 million and 36 million. They're growing between 100 and 200% year over year. Net retention uh, in terms of revenue is over 100% also. So healthy expansion revenue based off volume and usage metrics. Samir, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks a lot, man.